0: We are with you, brother, coast to coast. (laughs) From Washington State, so uh, from the city, Bellingham, Washington, so about two hours north of Seattle by Canada. Um, We are uh, an unchurched region, uh, uh, real similar to Seattle. We're a college town, 20% of Bellingham's college and young adults. Uh, Very liberal and uh, very dark God's moving And there's hope We're known as the city of subdued excitement <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, so imagine us trying to do a house of prayer In the city of subdued excitement uh, But one of the visions God's given us Is to actually rename our city A city of hope Because um, there's uh, a future And a hope for our city God is good. In fact, He's a lot better than we think He is. He has great plans for us. Um, and He's going to do immeasurably more than all we could ever ask or imagine. That's right. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hope is the anticipation of the goodness of God in Amen. every area of your life. Amen. Mm. It's the joyful expectation of something yes. good coming your way. <laughs> yes. There's the hope reformation. It's coming. Amen. Yeah. And that hope is found in Christ alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little personal background, I've been married forty-eight years. Twenty-four for my wife, and twenty-four for me. <laughs> you count them all. <laughs> don't you? She still likes me. (laughs) Uh, Three beautiful kids. My oldest daughter gave us our first grandbaby last year, and then she got pregnant again. Uh, Married Tyler. They just love Jesus. They're part of our house of prayer. Um, And so we have a grandbaby number two coming. Like, could be next week. So uh, We prayed over the baby. Couldn't come until I got back. So, praise the Lord. (laughs) We're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no offense but I cannot wait to leave <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, pastored to a church called Christ the King in Bellingham for 10 years and then the Lord led us out uh, to build a house of prayer uh, so we're missionaries and uh, trusting God for our financial support and um, the Lord's been faithful literally for 8 years um, had a wonderful comfortable job as a big church a teaching pastor there we had uh, about 3500 when we left And so it was a big leap of, like, faith. I hope it was a good idea. I think it is. (laughs) Some days I doubt it. That's right, yeah. Tell them about Uh, it. When we came here, I I, uh, I had to drive this little missionary car. (laughs) You have to pray over it every day on your way to work. (laughs) But when we came, um, I was going to get a rental car, and... Uh, it was like 500 bucks. I couldn't believe it. I mean, we can get them for like 19.99 a day, enterprise. I was like, "What's up with Boston?" You know? Welcome, welcome so, to New England. I was like, I cannot yeah. spend that kind of money. My administrator and treasurer would kill me. Um, and so I just trust the Lord. Maybe I'll take a bus or, and I just ask God for provision. And I get on the plane in Boston in the airport, or I mean the airplane, and this lady sitting next to me is a spirit-filled Catholic. They we talking about things. And, and I go, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how to get to Northfield. She's like, where's Northfield? You know? <laughs> <laughs> D.L. Moody's? Yeah, blank. Like, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> but she goes, you know, I just feel prompted. I, I, I want to let you have my car. Wow. wow. And let uh, you spend the night at my place and get a good sleep. And then you can take it in the morning and keep it here. Not only that, it was a Lexus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, that's great.
0: That is great. <laughs> uh, we're Presbyterians. Hallelujah. Any Presbyterians in the room? Uh, yes.
2: So, someone had a kind of a half an, I don't know what that means. We no, no. of a minute. <laughs>
0: I told the earlier group yesterday that our claim to fame is that we're going to get to heaven first, uh-huh. because the Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise. First. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness wow. oh. Revival hits the Presbyterian Church in America. Watch out! I mean, we're going to shift the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so our uh, theme verse in our uh, prayer strategy, that we'll share about some of that story and uh, hope to have some time to ask some questions and, and uh, just journey with you guys and what God's doing. God may be doing something different here than he is in our place and so we're just praying that the Holy Spirit would speak to you today um, I do know that he's worth 24-7 prayer, praise, and worship. Amen. He wants Amen. to do it with the United Church um, in the grace of God and so we all are in agreement about that. But it may look different. Um, and so, really, be asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom and counsel today. Um, so our theme uh, verse is Colossians 1:15. This is my favorite verse for Ascension Day as well. Um, uh, chapter 1, verse 15. He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him that's why we exist and he is before all things and in him all things hold together, he's like the divine glue, and he we're one in the center and Jesus is the center Right now he's standing as a lamb looking as if he'd been slain in the center of the throne between the four living creatures and the 24 elders. And if he's in the center of the throne of the earth as a lamb in heaven, so let him be in the center of our lives and our churches and our cities as a lamb looking as if he'd been slain. Agreed? He's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning. This is just inexhaustible. The firstborn from the dead that in everything he might have the supremacy. He might be preeminent. Jesus first in all things. That Christ would have supremacy in every sphere of society. That all things would be through him and for him and back to him. That He would be the one that is glorified in our cities. He would be known. He would be treasured. Made much of. It would be a passion for His supremacy in every sphere of society. And that's our vision uh, for our prayer strategy. And I believe it's the Father's dream for every city on the earth. Um, And I want to line up with the Father's dream. When the Son of Man is lifted up, all men will be drawn to Him. All things will be summed up in Christ, in heaven and on earth. So let's lift Him up and we'll be one in Him. And see the fulfillment of John 17. It's that simple. It's all about Him. (laughs) Good. We're on the same page? (laughs) I mean, everything we do in our prayer center and in, in our prayer strategy should be for the spread of His fame. It's about His renown. It's about His glory. It's about His excellence. He is our great reward. It's, it's not just asking for things from Him. It's about Him. He is the reward. He is the one that we treasure that's got to be the motivation behind why we pray we pray in the name of Jesus Father hallowed be your name from the rising of the sun the place where the, the, the name of the Lord be praised
1: um,
0: I love uh, Malachi chapter 1 verse 11 God gives us some strategy to help foster um, this kind of a Christ awakening i like to define a Christ awakening this way. David Bryant says this, where the Spirit of God uses the Word of God to reawaken God's people back to God's Son for all that He is. It's an awakening to Christ for all that He is. So we pray, Father of glory, come and unveil the beauty of Your Son to us. <laughs> How many of you want to enter into the power and the pleasure of being obsessed with the magnificence of Jesus. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So awaken our hearts, Lord, to your Son. Show us His beauty. Father, unfold and unveil the beauty of Jesus to us. All things would be for the spread of His fame. It would be for the extension of His reign. His kingdom come. To New England. Amen. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. His name be hallowed here on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. I mean right now, he's being honored and treasured 24-7. Amen? Amen? So if that's the pattern of praise and prayer happening in heaven, so let it be on earth.
1: Yes. What do you think? Yes.
0: Maybe in every place. Amen. Malachi one eleven says this. Um, God's passion and zeal for the fame of His name. for From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations and in every place, incense, that's prayer, will be offered to my name and a pure offering of worship and praise. For my name will be great among the nations in New England. Yeah. Here at this moody campus, says the Lord of hosts. Yeah. It says, in every place. That's where this is heading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a global movement happening right now, global praise movement happening right now. Because Jesus is all deserving. Yeah. Yeah. So is that why you're here today? Yes. No. Amen. 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 Um, one of the ways that I think we help foster a Christ awakening in our cities, and our homes, is by seeing a canopy of united, strategic, and sustainable prayer unto His return. Some of us have been starting with 10 days, but we want to see the extension of 10 days every day, 365, until the return of Jesus. And why? Because He's worth it. He deserves that. Um, When I think about the strategic nature of prayer, um, first and foremost, I would say this, Jesus is an intercessor. He ever lives to intercede. And so what is he doing now? He's actually interceding right now. So as his followers, then we need to follow him in the place of intercession. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for his prayers right now, we, we wouldn't be probably be here. Um, I think prayer is the first and foremost way that we bring God into the lives of others, so that He can do for them what they can't do for themselves. Amen. Now, I like to call it love motivated prayer. all true intercession all true prayer must be born out of love when we think first about prayer We're thinking about keeping company with God right building spiritual friendship with him um, talking to him listening to him abiding in him communion with him fellowship with him it's about a relationship yeah it's it's about a relationship But in that place of relationship where we're one with Him and He with us in that union with Him, then we begin to receive from Him His heart. Not only for us, but for those that are around us. As we receive His love, that love needs to be poured out to others. As Gaylord mentioned to us in prayer this morning. We love because He first loved us. Abide in me and let my words abide in you and then ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So here's the thing. I think uh, prayer is strategic in this way. When we pray according to God's will, not on our will, okay? not going to manipulate God to do anything. (laughs) You're not. I promise you. (laughs) Lord, what are you doing? When we think about the supremacy of Christ It expresses his right To keep us at the center of who he is Where he's going How he's blessed And what he's doing And that's the train I want to get on (laughs) And what is he doing? He's going to glorify his son on the earth Okay So when we pray We're praying according to his will And we're praying in his name Or for his renown Okay When we pray according to his will and for his renown, it's called intercession, okay? He always responds. He always answers. So God's activity increases every time we pray. What do you think? Mm -hmm. How many of you need more God activity in your life? (laughs) Then we need to pray more. What do you think? Every, Every time we pray, every time you pray according to God's will, he answers every time. We don't always know how and we don't always know when, but he always responds. Power has been released every time. His heart has been moved every single time, so every single prayer counts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, what would happen then if there's a day of 24 7 prayer in your church? More God activity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What if there's continual prayer happening? There's continual answers being released. God acts. In response to the prayers of his people, yeah. Yeah. that's how New England's gonna shift. Yeah. 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 He's gonna share his heart with us. We're gonna receive that revelation according to the Word of God by the Holy Spirit, the written Word. We're gonna pray that back to him. It's gonna move his heart. And he's gonna answer with a divine yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hallelujah.
0: It's like David lifted up his voice, right? Psalm 18, yeah, yeah. praying, and then God thundered his response yeah. for him. I want to see and when we think about the Reformation right uh, this is the 500 year anniversary of the Reformation where we got back to the authority resting on the scriptures alone the Word of God and we got the Bible back into the hands of the common people so they could read it and study it and pray it in their heart language it caused a Reformation and that Bible shared with the people the beautiful doctrines of grace that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. And I want to add one more. How about one church alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that one church alone is wrapped up in the doctrine of the priesthood of all believers. <laughs> every believer has access to the throne of grace and can stand before God on behalf of men and then stand before men on behalf of God. Our primary and first ministry is unto Him in praise and in intercession. And as we pray and plead and cry out, He pours out His love upon us and then we go be the answer to our prayers. Prayer must result in action. But action must be stirred by prayer. Intimacy will lead to intercession. Amen? Amen. And what would that look like in a city? You know, what if we had not just a canopy of 24 7 prayer, but a canopy of united prayer? Mm. Believers across denominational lines, across racial lines across generational lines I believe that place of unity is a place of commanded blessing Mm -hmm. life forevermore Mm -hmm. where when we come together in union with Him as the Father and the Son are one by the Holy Spirit I don't just mean unity for unity's sake I mean in Christ together doing life together in that place because of the grace of the gospel not because of anything we've done but only because of what He's done in that place, the promise is that then the world would know that the Father sent His Son, and they would know that the Father loves them as He loves His Son. What an evangelism strategy! You know, it, it brings down to your simple life, okay? Just your own household, right, where two or three are gathered and agree. Whatever you ask, He'll release it and give it. Amen. So we could do that around the dinner table, right, with our kids. Mm-hmm. When we pray in agreement. Mm-hmm. That word agreement is the word symphony. It's this, where the sounds come together as one sound. Yeah. A harmony in Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if we agree with one another, I think there will be more power released. Amen. Amen. And it will be a testimony. And we're starting to see that a little bit in Bellingham. Uh, We've got a long ways to go, but God's beginning to do that kind of work. And um, I want to see a Lamb's Reformation Mm -hmm. we get back to Jesus being the center. Um, I wonder sometimes if the reason why God is holding back His coming wave of glory and revival that we've been praying for is so that we would first get scarred with the wounds and the sacrifice of Christ. Mm. (laughs) We'd, We'd be pierced first. So we could be stewards of that coming glory. Amen. Because it's all for Him. And it's all going back to Him. So wound us again, Jesus. Show us the marks of Your Son. Every, every wound bleeds. Glory. Hallelujah. The Father will see to it. He looks and knows and remembers the wounds of His Son. Every day. And He is going to see to it. That his son receives the due reward of his suffering.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: May the Lamb who is slain receive his reward. Because that's why we pray, and that's why we go on mission, and that's why we unite together. It's for the Lamb who is slain, receiving the affections of the nations of the earth. Good? Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me share a little bit of our story um, how this started after that just biblical understanding of prayer to be honest um, I was not a man of prayer Uh, when I first got saved um, as a pastor of a big church I was a prayerless pastor Um, didn't really get it didn't like it it was boring sitting with four little grandmas praying for everything in the world. <laughs> I was like, Get me out of here! <laughs> <laughs> no, really. And then you gotta hold hands. I just never got that. <laughs> this is weird. You gotta do the squeeze at the end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> then, whew, amen. <laughs> no, thank you. This <laughs> wasn't working for me. <laughs> And I came from a you know a Calvin kind of training, and I thought, Lord, if you got everything planned, why do we need to ask you? Just go do it. Bad theology. I just you know, but that's kind of that was my context, and um, so didn't understand prayer. Although I had studied it some, and I did see the connection between when people prayed, it seemed like God moved and did amazing things, and so I thought, man. Uh, But when I got there in 2000, we had about 2,000 people there, um, and. uh, You know, we tried everything. We were stuck at this, like, 2,000 barrier forever. Like, we tried everything. All the church growth stuff, recovery programs, (laughs) outreaches. I mean, it didn't matter what it was, we tried it. All the leadership, Bill Hybels 101, we did it all. (laughs) None of it worked. (laughs) In fact, sometimes it seemed like it got worse. 2005, um i ran into a guy named tim taylor up in renton and um uh, he had this purse strategy called operation rolling thunder i thought that's the weirdest name i've ever heard of in my life but i looked at the strategy and thought man this is kind of cool um and he was seeing some testimonies and so i got some mentoring from him a lot of our purse strategies to give him some honor and credit really uh trained me in what we're doing and what we're about today um and we did change the name now in fact it's a lot of different names on a lot of different cities all over the world um, but um, in 2005 we said hey why don't we try to do a canopy of prayer um, from national day of prayer to global day of prayer it 2005 and um, we said 10 days we didn't use 10 days but we thought 10 days we'll do a national day of prayer event invite the city to come uh, pray for our nation and then let's see if prayer could kind of roll from there to global day of prayer and we'll conclude it with that and uh, we had like two churches (laughs) it didn't didn't really work, it was a disaster (laughs) a big church of 2,000 people can't even do twenty-four-seven prayer for 10 days, I mean it's total sin (laughs) yes, I'm just saying (laughs) oh lord but it just, it challenged us provoked us and um, 2007, I have a moment where I'm you know, we're asking people to come to the prayer room, hello, prayer room, and you, you know, you make sure you get like four people come. This is just, I mean, and honestly, I don't even want to be there. <laughs> now I'm the guy asking people to come. So I'm like, Lord, I'm standing in the prayer room. I'm like, Lord, I need to get out of here. I'm just going to go back to my office. No one's coming. I, I can pray just as effective there than I can in this little prayer room. Just started to step across the threshold, and the Lord speaks, and He says, Jason, do you think you can do this better than me? and I kind of asked him I said what and I knew what it was (laughs) and he just kind of popped it gets up on his chair and looks over build my church and it broke me and he just exposed our inadequacy that we were doing so many things in our own strength we were not dependent on him we were not relying on his power and his grace we're just kind of doing stuff and we sort of invite God into it and hope it works.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Anybody been there? Yeah. 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 And, and he has some grace. He's, you know, he's in his church. He's moving all the time. He uses us, our, our weakness, but he wanted to do something different. And um, we had to get back to the place of repentance that we were prayerless. I was a prayerless pastor and we were a prayerless church. And it wasn't okay because Jesus said, My house will be a house yeah. of prayer yeah. for yeah. all nations. It's yeah. not optional. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Not a house of programs, not even a house of teaching, not a house of whatever you want to call it. It says, my Father's house will be a house of prayer.
1: Right? Yes, communion yeah. yes. mm-hmm. fellowship with That's me. That's right, yes. Um,
0: and it will be the place of governmental authority and release of kingdom power yes. on planet earth. Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of line up with that and agree with what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that it took a little while, but we said, hey, let's uh, preach on Luke 18. Men should always pray and not give up. Parable of the persistent widow. Great promise there. If God's elect would cry out day and night, he would bring justice and bring it quickly. Jesus' justice strategy to make wrong things right is in the context of night and day crying out. (laughs) And we've seen it. I'll give you a couple testimonies here in a second. And so we said, we preached on two weekends, and then we had a big uh, board up on the wall. And we asked people to sign up for one-hour time slots. 168 of them sign up to pray for the church and those that are about to come. We'll send you an email some prayer points from the church. Pray for us, etc. We didn't know what was going to happen. Pastors had to go first. Elders go first. All of a sudden, we had 220 people after two weeks signed up. Can't get night day prayer. Awesome. A couple of months later, Holy Spirit begins to come, and we experience revival. in, in, in part, um, uh, that year we grew by a thousand people. Half of those were new believers. Uh, we water baptized 360 people that year. Outpouring the Holy Spirit several weekends. Um, and um, God gets all the credit. We weren't doing anything different. I mean, it was the same recovery programs. <laughs> usher meetings. Boring board meetings. <laughs> I hate meetings.
1: Except
0: with the Lord. <laughs> Any pastors in the room? Don't you hate meetings? I promise you, if you just spend half your time in prayer, you get a lot more done than time.
1: <laughs> I still hate him though. No. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah
0: we're doing anything different we're just praying and that's the testimony we asked and God answered he gets all the credit and honestly in my sovereignty theology okay here's how I wrap up Calvinism with prayer he's the one prompting us to pray in the first place yeah. yes. so he gets all the credit I'll go close all back to him yeah
1: We won. Hallelujah! It works.
2: (laughs) I think it's good. We'll we'll talk about the Calvinism thing.
1: I really, on that one,
0: when we think about unity, too, honestly, sovereignty is a mystery. And if we think we understand the incomprehensible God, who's other than and holy. And we try and wrap doctrines of grace in our mental thinking. There's some true things we say yes to, but if we try and say we understand the sovereignty of God and we're going to fight over that and divide over it, we just diminish the glory of God. So let's let our theology end in doxology. And at the end of the day, fall on our face and worship and say, God, you're worthy and holy and we do not know you, but show us your glory. So now we're on the same page? Yeah. I get <laughs> behind <on> that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, we started in- inviting other churches to come join us. And we said, hey, what if you took a day of prayer once a month every month? <clears throat> we're a bigger church. We should do 24-7. But why don't you take a day, once a month, a full day of committed prayer? And um, we started with 11 churches and then 15. And then today we have 41 churches. Um, some of those have a whole bunch of hours not just one day so Chris King's King still about 150 hours Uh, some are doing 60 some do one day once a week Um, but how it started was let's identify people in the church that could commit to prayer just a half an hour or an hour Um, in that place they could pray on a prayer walk outside they could pray at their house they could pray as a family around the dinner table with their kids so make it um, accessible to everybody in the whole church because Guys, we've got to see prayer happen in the whole church. Yeah. We need the housewives and the plumbers and yeah. those that might not be intercessors, but we're all called to be a people of prayer. Yeah. We all need to be a house of prayer, right? It's not the prayer ministry in your church. The church is the prayer ministry, the whole thing. Yeah! yeah. Woo! Yeah. That's
1: good.
0: Yeah. yeah. We, we figured out, right, when we work... We work, but yeah. when we pray, God works. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> Smart. And, <good. laughs> and it's eternal fruit, too. Most of I do sucks. I mean, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Okay. Everything God does is eternal. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And it needs to be love-motivated. Right? You know, when we pray, we've got to get in, into the context of our church, our family, our city. We've got to see the brokenness. We've got to know the heart of our city. Right? a true intercession is a love motivated plea to a love giving god on behalf of love needy persons in a love starved world so that gift of god that we give others through prayer is a way that we love one another we pray for them god answers that's the best gift we could give them anyways and then sometimes god says go actually go love them I've also had moments where I'm sitting there and I'm getting ready in my devotion time in my room, right? I've got my prayer chair, Bible open, IHOP, streaming, or Bethel, or whoever, right? Worship music. I'm like, here I am, Lord. I'm going to talk to you. You're going to talk to me. I can't wait. <laughs> my favorite thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> says, Lord, what do you want to say to me today? Because I want to speak it back to you and it's going to move your heart. The earth is going to shift. Mm-hmm. Almost. <laughs> And you know what he says to me sometimes? Go do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Your wife oh, yeah. needs my love today. Yeah. Oh, She's got a big day with the kids. And she eats her kitchen clean. And you go pray for her while you're doing the dishes. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Amen. And I'll answer. Yeah, yeah. And she'll feel my touch. Yeah. It's called love motivated prayer. mm mm-hmm. So we've got to get in our streets. We've got to see the brokenness. Got, it's got to become incarnational. It's got to be real, genuine prayer. You can't cry out for something that you don't care about. Yes, that's Amen. right. Amen. Right. Yeah. So Lord, fill us with that love for those that are around us in that context, and in that place. I think we'll have authority as we pray Scripture by the Holy Spirit with a sincere heart. Amen. He will answer. And do it. Oh, I mean. Jesus' love was so strong as the intercessor that he actually came took on our sin went to a cruel cross paid the ultimate price it's the heart of intercession it's about love so with that we said hey how do we pray for our city we need to know our city so uh, we said let's And uh, we got this strategy from tim taylor originally we said why don't we put together some councils of people in the marketplace so how about a uh, uh government leaders uh business leaders educators uh, church leaders let's bring them together in small groups and uh, let them be uh, kind of teams of kingdom minded spirit-filled leaders you tell us what you sense is on the father's for transformation what do you think the Father wants to do to shift mm-hmm. things in the city in that mm-hmm. particular sphere? Mm-hmm. your place of stewardship mm-hmm. you've got responsibility there um, I want to hear from you. you tell me what you think we should pray, and certainly it starts with the Bible testimony what does transformation look like in that sphere that's not going to change amen mm-hmm. we, we pray scripture, but you know some of the the real time information that we need we don't exactly know how to pray effectively what is god's will like today for this campus mm. I mean yeah. I always woke up praying, Lord, build a house of prayer right here on this yeah. campus. Yeah. Yeah. I asked Jonathan, that was that's one of his dreams. Yeah. To see a yeah. a camp uh, a person right here. Yeah. Yeah. Well I mean the Bible could tell me that a little bit, you know, he always wants day and night prayer, but is it going to be specific right here on this campus? I don't know. Holy Spirit has to speak that to us. Mm-hmm. Or we can get intel from those that have stewardship because they have influence in that sphere. Uh-huh. Right? It makes a lot of sense. Like, if you're going to pray for my daughter, come ask me how to pray for my daughter. Yeah, yeah. I know her. I've been praying for her for 18 years, weeping over her. Yeah. You know, she's not going to be a doctor. It's not God's will for her. <laughs> I promise. She's called to be a mom. Like her mom. You know, I got some real practical purpose. That I know where the Father's will. If you would pray those with me, partner with me, we follow Jesus in the place of prayer together. Guess what? God's going to answer. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. You get it? Does that way in every spirit? Mm. We all have places of stewardship or responsibility. We need to honor those places of jurisdiction and authority, right? Mm-hmm. And pray for them. We serve mm-hmm. them in the place of prayer. Okay, you get it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so as we started to do that, then uh, we had this canopy of of united. Now a strategic prayer. Several churches involved, different denominations, Pentecostal to um, Anglican to Presbyterian, to Baptist, I mean, lots of non-denominations, Calvary Chapel, I mean, across the board, right? And now we had these teams, so people were feeding us things to pray for, we need to put together um, a prayer guide, Mm -hmm. and then when we saw answered prayer, we put together a praise report, so that's kind of a simple strategy. Um, We also said in 2008, we started to say, hey, we should... uh, get a prayer center in one building in one location where people could come from their church and pray with others from other churches and so our church sent us out um, with the blessing of several different pastors in the city to go and build a house of prayer and also facilitate this um, countywide prayer strategy so they laid hands on us and didn't give us any money, but we're trusting the Lord. <laughs> He's been faithful for eight years, so i was so challenged by my brother's message on faith and God is faithful. Let's trust in these last days. Come on, He will provide. Um, even Lexus is sometimes. Pray <laughs> for maybe I'll get an upgrade first class. Right hey. no, you can... hey. Just kidding. <laughs> when you're tall. And you said, the economy, seats yeah. it's brutal.
2: I mean, dude, <laughs> dude, preach. Ah, uh, yes.
0: So we had unity, we had strategy. But the one thing that we needed to test still at that point was, are we going to have sustainability? Mm-hmm. We built this house of prayer, we had this canopy of prayer. So today we have 80 hours in our prayer center of continual prayer happening. We want to get that full 24-7 if we can, by God's grace. Um, But we do have a canopy of 24-7 with the 41 churches, each taking a day of prayer once a month, every month. So, um, Combine this about 2,000 hours of committed prayer every month. You get a lot more intercession, House of Prayer leaders, if you include the whole church. Right? Just saying. We need a strategy to help the housewives get on the wall of prayer and they know like when our pastor gets up we have 54 people committed out of our church it's a couple hundred and some of those are kids um, when our pastor gets up and they spent their hour of prayer right and he says here's what God did in response to your prayer Yeah. all of a sudden they're part of something that's much bigger than themselves yeah.
1: right
0: yeah. like maybe God because here's the thing maybe a lot of us don't believe God answers prayer I mean if we're going to be honest
1: right
0: and so how are we going to build that faith? Well, it's based on testimony of God doing it. Mm-hmm. He's responding, yeah. and I want the whole church involved in us. Every person, every person. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a couple testimonies since we've done this. Um, first off, is just the sustainability. Uh, we've been going now for eight years, and it's increasing. We're adding more hours, more churches, more people on our strategic teams. Um, praise God. I don't think it's wise to do something that's not going to last. I mean, God will use it. But let's get on something that's going to bear eternal fruit and continue. And um, I'm not saying this is the best strategy either, but it's one of those that there is some sustainability of it. Because of some of the testimonies that's going on, it's also multiplying and reproducing to other cities. That's the other sign of it's something of the Lord when it reproduces in other places. Yeah. In fact, I want to see God do more in other cities through this than our own city. That would be even better. And we would defer to one another, honor one another, and learn from one another. And that's what's going on now in Eugene and Bakersfield. I love the Bakersfield story. 40 churches, um, they were praying for, they now have a, a kingdom-minded, spirit-filled mayor over Bakersfield. Oh. Um, no really. I was in the church and shared a message there. She got up first and proclaimed the supremacy of Jesus and declared her city a city of God. I mean it was awesome. They did a canopy of prayer and then evangelism strategy uh, last summer, one of those summers, I think it was two years ago now, um, and they went door to door preaching the gospel, and 1,200 people came to Christ, going door to door. I didn't even think that worked anymore. I mean, really I was like' That's awesome. <laughs> I think I want to try it now. <laughs> How many of you need a breakthrough in your city? Uh, in your church, and your family? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the two fish that are going up the river. And they hit a brick wall. One fish turns to the other fish. And says,
1: Damn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so, I really do believe the dam's about ready to break. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, the Holy Spirit is coming uh,
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Jesus Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, as we've been doing this, uh, we have unprecedented unity right now. Uh, and I mean it. Um, in terms of denominations, to share that with you the prayer movement is together now um we have 80 out of 100 pastors senior pastors meeting together for prayer
1: um
0: consistently this is after four years it's been increasing each year um uh, our Hispanic churches were united with them they 're experiencing revival right now uh, twelve hundred uh, water baptisms the first time salvation the last couple of years. Wow, I mean they, the pastor was sharing with me honestly that I mean it was he was baptizing in water in public every day wow. <laughs> like, they planted eleven churches just in our county it 's only a couple hundred thousand total one hundred thousand in Bellingham. They've planned 11 churches with these new believers. Wow. Now they started a Bible training center to train up new pastors because it keeps increasing. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, guys. Uh, we've seen track the numbers of first time salvations. And uh, the way we do that is not just an altar call, people come forward, sign a paper, but um, the pastor's saying these are true disciples. They're committed in our church, they've yeah. been water baptized, give public yeah. testimony. Yeah. Um, mm. Not just as infants. Yeah. But they're actually disciples of Jesus. And uh, since 2009, we've been tracking this. We've had 9,000 new believers baptized in water. Wow. Uh, since 2009. Come on. Uh, we've had 80 local churches planted with these new believers in 10 years. 80. <laughs> this is an unchurched region.
2: Okay? We don't have a lot of churches. Um,
0: I love oh, wow. our pastors meetings where we, we do this when we get together these 80 or so the 80 at the last one I was there, I was actually in hearing you so I heard the report but um, we do Christ exalting worship first we magnify him, put him first put him on display and then we pray for one another with love motivated prayer here's how we do it we say Lord would you do more in another person's church than my own oh. how can I bear your burden and so fulfill the law of Christ let me come alongside you What are your needs? Because it's not just loving one another. We need to recognize that we need one another. I want to hear your story. This is multiplied now into um, pastors that are sharing the pulpit together. Our two senior pastors who are in this meeting and friends shared the pulpit together in March praying for Easter did a thing called 416 it was 416 easter and resurrection sunday right and so they asked everybody in the two churches about six thousand believers between these two churches and they asked everybody to put on their phones uh, on the alarm, 416, mm-hmm. to pray for the other church. Yeah, come, oh, come on. Wow. This weekend we're gathering, we do an annual Pentecost gathering with 14 local churches. We share a Sunday morning service together. Wow. We do communion together. We take up an offering, combined offering for the poor and the needy in our city. Wow. The message this year is from Colossians 1 15 we invite Daryl Johnson to be our speaker He's one of my favorite Presbyterian speakers in North America I love this man no, I really mean that actually um, and his message is called one in the center oh, so, so, oh, so these things in terms of unity are multiplying and they're growing in 10 days we use that as a place to come to our house of prayer and let's pray together as a city and we haven't got to shut the whole city down, but that's where we're going. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, Amen. it's going to happen. I want to give Jonathan a gift. Yeah. His dream to see that come to pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these churches get on board. We're talking 80 pastors out of 100. We get close. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Come on. Right for it. I need favor. You know, come on. It would happen. Right? <laughs> most of them. It's like freaking most of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come on, even Jesus only got 11 out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> <I
1: know. laughs> oh, <Lord.
0: laughs> Listen, in our smaller pastors' group, we steward the bigger group. We've been meeting together for four years, praying once a month every year. we made covenant with one another uh, to have each other's backs. Um, lots of different. Sort of, I was in a coffee shop, and this one guy comes up to me, and he starts hacking on his senior pastor who's in my group. And I said, time out. He's not okay with me. He's my brother. Mm. I've got his cell phone right now. Would you like to talk to him? We can have a conversation together. Yeah. And he's open to receiving correction, but we're not going to do it this way. Yes, mm. that's right. I love yes. him. I've got his back, and we're covenant brothers. Yes. And if you're not okay with this, you can leave the building. <laughs> mm. This is the church of Whatcom County. Yeah. Mm. We're going to fight for one another.
2: Yes. Mm. And
1: he's that's even an Arminian.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Her- heresy
0: <laughs> listen that's what it's about this is yes, real stuff it is. right? We're, it's, it's our senior pastors yeah. of the older churches raising up younger pastors and giving them their sermon text so they can pray more effectively mm-hmm. yeah. oh, wow. we had the young guys get up and our our guy has been a pastor for 45 years he's part of our group He goes up and he blesses this young church planter of 30 people. He's in his 20s. God, do more in his church than mine. Whatever I have, I give to him. Lord, I pray you'd raise him up, God. Use this man. We'll follow him. Maybe he can be my pastor someday. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dear children, love one another. Mm -hmm. god's a father of the fatherless and he loves the orphan and the widow and the poor and the broken he takes up their case and so uh, we've been praying for issues of justice of wrong things that need to be made right um we're a college town and uh so abortion of course in the northwest we're like you know planned parenthood's a plus state with california um seattle's like at the top and starbucks funds them i mean this is it's, just, it's <laughs> um, The statistics in America are one baby is saved in a pregnancy clinic for 50 abortions in college towns. Uh, We're a college town, big time. And so we've been praying night and day, a canopy of prayer. We help them build a house, uh, I mean a prayer wall just in their place. We pray for them. Pregnancy clinic leader comes to our prayer center on Thursdays to pray with us. As pastors, we pray for them. Uh, By the way, two-thirds of all women that have abortions claim to be believers, so we're going to have to fix this in the church, not in the world. And we need to love these women that are broken and need a hug, and they need hope for their future and forgiveness for their past. We've got to break off the spirit of rejection and be papas and mamas to them. Amen. 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 We're not going to do it any other way, guys. It's going to be because we love them. Because Jesus loves them. But as we've been praying, under this canopy of prayer, uh, we've seen our abortion numbers drop every single year since 2007. God, yeah. on. With one little belief in 2012, just a, just a few up, but then every year has been dropping. And um, our statistics now, it's one of the best clinics in the country, according to CareNet. Uh, our statistics are one baby saved in a clinic for two abortions. Wow. Um, that's still horrific. There's innocent blood on our ground, and it needs to be taken care of through the blood of Jesus. But... Um, uh, we have uh, one of the top, uh, if not the top, human trafficking safe house in the country. It uh, took us three years. We are kind of on a three-year cycle, so we pray for three years and then God answers. <laughs> if you thought prayer was going to bring things quickly, <laughs> it might. <laughs> you got to keep praying and keep on praying. So mm. The breakthrough will come. Mm. Um, but, yeah, our safe house, these are women that are being rescued out of prostitution and trafficking from Seattle. And we provide beds for them, um, and it's just a beautiful story. Thirty of these women in the last three years have given their heart to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We were at their fundraiser um, a couple months ago, raised uh, $250,000 for them so they can build another house.
1: Um,
0: the stats in America for this: uh, 10% of the women that come out and are rescued actually stay rescued and get into recovery and healthy living. 90% of them go back to their pills wow. and drugs, and you know, you name it. Um and in our city it's flipped, so ninety percent of them are now in healthy
2: living. Come on. Uh, Transitional housing. Yeah. Uh, the
0: lady one of the gals got up and shared her story and <laughs> mm. 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 <laughs> she just shared her raw testimony, ten tricks a night. She was abused by her dad. Beaten, sold drugs, given a lie. And uh one night she cried out to the Lord and somebody from Mangeti Safe House came and we got a place for you where you can belong. She didn't want to come, but she finally did, showed up at the house, and she shared her testimony that in two years she's gone through the program now, she's set free, eighteen months sober from meth and cocaine and heroin. She has a job now. Our Woods Coffee Kingdom business that we pray for. It's a wonderful, godly boyfriend that she hopes to marry someday. Mm. She comes to our house of prayer on Wednesday nights and prays for other women mm. to get rescued. Mm. And she brought four of those that came down too, and they're in a good local church. <laughs> As that's what it's about. I know yeah. it's just one story, but... Mm. God answers prayer.
1: Yes. Because God
0: Jesus. loves people. hmm lots more testimonies but um, I think we'll end there uh, working on a, a welcome story part two so we did welcome story part one a little video on our website that shows some of the testimonies in the purse strategy um, pray for us we're gonna do welcome story part two to show us sustainability now those first stories a lot of those are continuing and doing more things um, so appreciate prayer for that. Um, again, it's multiplied to lots of different places in Australia, Indonesia. Started this, adopted the strategy. Now they have a thousand churches going just in Jakarta, it's a city of 25 million people. Doing a national conference in September, so they're going to invite all their key leaders to the whole nation of uh, of Indonesia. They already have 100 prayer towers that go 24/7, like IHOP. Wow. 24/7, 100. Wow. Really awesome. What they're missing is the local church aspect, and so we're just adding this little piece, they're already doing way more prayer than we are, but they want to mobilize the whole church, so these canopies of prayer, local church base, combined with a house of prayer, prayer tower, and then you really radically send out the prayer walking teams and prayer strikes and bring down spiritual strongholds, hallelujah, and do prayer walking, claim every inch of your ground for the supremacy of Jesus, hallelujah, (laughs) so we did all that, I like it, <laughs> <laughs> we prayer rocked our city two times why? we got to get people to look in the eyes of their neighbors yeah, yeah. and be in the parks and go downtown they've got to see the pain the brokenness the addiction so, so they get in the shoes of people and then they pray with authority because it's love motivated good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. so I think we need all that but um, God's good all right, put some papers on the uh, tables there for you again just real quick um, threefold Strategy very simple. We call it day to pray here at the top. Uh, Canopy of 24/7 prayer. Right? What would that look like in your region, in your state, in your city? You might need to start at the state level just to get some churches on board. We're talking to the gal in Vermont. That might be a good way to get started. They're doing this in New Mexico right now. 72 local churches uh, from 22 different cities in three months. Well, since January, five months. And then they're going to localize it and, and, and make it more central so that they're praying local prayer for their own neighborhoods and schools. And that's what makes it effective, right? It's stuff right in their own community. So Albuquerque's going to go next. They look for 30 churches in Albuquerque. Um, big cities. How do you do it in a big city like Boston? How many people in Boston? A lot. Great yeah. <laughs> <A> lot. Greater <laughs> Boston 5 million people? 5 million, yeah. 5, okay. 7 million. Whoa, well, yeah. So Houston is an example of this, of a big city that's doing this strategy. They divided their city into 45 different areas the size of Whatcom County, about two to 300,000. They're going to get 30 churches, uh, 7 strategic teams, and a leadership team for all 45 of those. They already have 5 of them going 24-7 with their teams. They're seeing measurable results already. If they got all 45 of them, they would have 1,500 churches out of the 4,000 churches involved in a united, strategic, and sustainable prayer. Does that make sense? So in Boston, what would it look like in smaller areas? So you're praying for your neighbors and for your schools, your government leaders, your businesses, your pastors, right? Make sense? Yeah. Um, good. So again, that canopy of prayer. Let you read this on your own. Next one strategic teams, uh, second element of this threefold vision is to see godly men and women of influence gathered together in strategic teams to seek wisdom from the Lord asking this question what is the father's will for transformation in our community we want measurable and specific prayer items God answers specific prayer Lord bring revival to New England that's not specific it, that's right. you might do it 50 years but it's not very specific how about Lord I pray in my church I pray for 50 water baptisms of new believers in the next 3 months Amen. Come on. you got to hear that from the Holy Spirit you can't just make it up yeah. okay? the Holy Spirit <laughs> speaks to us right? <laughs> just saying and, and if you don't hear from the Holy Spirit that way that's ok pray the Bible mm. pray the Bible and make yeah. it specific ok and yeah, you get real close to knowing God's will if you ask people that have stewardship in that particular area. Yeah, yeah. It's just wisdom, guys. It's wisdom. We've been praying for one of our businesses. I love this. <laughs> we've been praying for anybody that rec- recognizes the Palau organization, Luis Palau, mm-hmm. Andrew Palau, yeah. Yeah. right? The, the Crusades, right, that they do, the citywide uh, service projects, movements, everything. So um, we've been praying for our local business, Linden Door years. They're on our strategic council team, or strategic team. The, the leader of that, they're giving us prayer points. We've been praying for them night and day. They have a chaplain, full time chaplain, that pastors all their people in their business. They have an on site house of prayer, right, on their business. Love it. 600 employees. They've had the most remarkable, miraculous growth in their whole history in the last three years. It, it can't even come up on the numbers. They're just like, this is ridiculous. They give a percentage of every door that they sell to the Plow Organization. <laughs> so the guys, think of us—the guys that are running the boards that have the mundane, boring. I don't like this job. Get me out of this place, please. Thank you. One of those guys. That door is leading people to Jesus. His work unto the Lord produces finances that helps facilitate mighty salvations all over the earth. So. Uh, put the, the strategic teams on the back there. We did. We just do the ABCs, real simple. Arts, uh, so people can remember. Business, B, C, church, D, doctors, healthcare, uh, E for education, F for family, G for government. Pretty simple? Yeah. Put teams together, again, not everybody in your city, but people that are kingdom-minded and they're spirit-filled. You train them, you give them vision on how do you hear from God, what's the Bible say about transformation, get them together, and then ask them for specific prayer points. Okay, and that's the next thing, their communication. We want to put together a prayer guide and four prayer points from these strategic teams, compiled, set into the prayer coordinators of each of these days of prayer, once a month, every month, at a minimum, right? And uh, then we're all praying in agreement about the same things. And then you can invite your house of prayer to be part of that as well, um, if you've got a, a house of prayer in your city. So, pretty simple. Um, one of the most important things to see this uh, effective is to identify coordinators over local churches most pastors are too busy to do this to be honest um, I think they should but they're often very very busy and so if there's a person in your church that would come alongside and support you as a pastor and help facilitate a 24 hour period of prayer just once a month mm-hmm. the effect that can have on your church is oh. remarkable mm-hmm. and it's sustainable if you try it once a week it's going to shut down a couple years mm-hmm. from now right you're trying to do it night and day, you're probably not going to make it. Okay, but just one day, one 25-hour period of committed prayer once a month is very doable. The right? pastor gets up the week before, hey, our day of prayer is coming up on the second Thursday of the month. I invite you, encourage you to pray with us. If you're signed up, you know, you can do it. we got an online sign-up, the paper ones, the clipboards, it doesn't matter. Just find 24 people or 48 people. If you want to do half an hour, is right? Is that pretty easy? Yeah. I mean, every church can do this. Just one hour of prayer once a month? Is that doable, Pastor? <laughs> yes. Can you ask your people to do that? <laughs> Please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't think it doesn't matter. Right. It does. Yeah. And don't think that they're just going to pray because you ask them to pray and you're preaching. <laughs> they won't. Right. You've got to give them some on-ramps yeah. and say, try this, and then come alongside and pastor them in it. can't become legalistic, right? right. Uh, okay, but... It is very wise to say, I'm going to commit to this time because I value Jesus, just like you commit to other things in your life. A lot of those are idols sometimes.
2: <laughs> what do you think we're committing to? <laughs>
0: How are we doing? I know this has been a little long. Are we okay? Ready for some answers and questions? And- yeah
2: you mentioned um, your web the web where you can look at your website yeah. is this the address
0: down yeah here? right there yeah, okay. yeah uh lowpc.org that welcome story is on the home page there um, we've got prayer guides on there uh, how to raise up prayer coordinators um, how to get this started in your city um might be a great idea to do 10 days first right and you might identify some leaders in some different local churches and then encourage them. maybe next year comes around and you say hey what about taking a day once a month every month you know, And then we'll gather again in this 10-day season in the fall once a year. Uh, makes sense? So, yeah. yeah. These perk coordinators are so significant. It's my favorite meeting of the whole uh, anything. I do. Except for maybe with my wife. But um, when we meet together from these different denominations and races, our Hispanic leaders are there with us. Um, we have like one African-American in the whole town. I mean, honestly, I don't know. We really... It's painful, but... Um, I think we have a racism problem. That's why they're not there. <laughs> but uh, when we pray together, it's unbelievable. We spend time giving vision casting, sharing praise reports, learning from one another. Tell us how your prayer day is going. We learn to love one another well. Uh, we, we do all kinds of things like we'll pass a baton, we'll line them all up. And, you know, One church will call the prayer quarter for the next church at midnight, pass it on, right? It's a prayer relay from one day to the next to the next. And then we'll flip the order. Makes sense? So you do all kinds of creative things like that to keep it fresh. Um, we offer a lot of different prayer guides too so that they have good, fresh training for their prayer teams. Uh, praying through the Lord's Prayer, how to do prayer walking, what's spiritual warfare. Um, you know, all the different prayer streams. We try to bring that stuff together to keep it fresh mm. uh, and creative. It's very important for it to stay sustainable. Mm. Um, yeah, I was in one, just one testimony. I was in one meeting with that and we had all, you know, 40 plus there. They invite their prayer teams and they want to bring them to. And we, got, we spent at least an hour in prayer for our city. We always do it the night before the big pastors meeting. So we pray for our pastors that are going to meet the next day. And little did they know that this is the most important meeting. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) But uh, we're standing there, and all of a sudden I feel oil flowing down my head, like in the natural. I could smell it. I could feel it. It's like somebody poured an anointing bottle of oil on my head and just went all down. I'm like, thank you so much. (laughs) Right <laughs> I mean I was, I was thankful, but I was also thinking i got to go home, and you know you just poured a whole bottle of oil on my head without asking. <laughs> I turned to everybody in the room, and nobody poured oil on my head and we just had this moment of psalm one thirty three how precious that oil flows down you know we haven 't experienced this kind of anointing yet because we aren 't one yet. Mm. we truly learn how to love one another, like Gaylord is calling us to, it's going to be very special. Mm. Be very special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who wants to be a per coordinator? Every single person, raise your hand. would be here if you aren't one. Raise it Raise it up right now. <laughs> per coordinator, church. All I got to do is find 23 more people. You only 22 if you do two hours. This is just once a month. Once a month, once a freaking month. <laughs> nothing. This is nothing. I want you to pray one hour every day. But like just once. A month. Could you find 20 more people in your church to take an hour of prayer? One night, eight, once a month. Raise your hand. Yeah. Please. You don't want to? It's super simple. Like it's not a big ask, guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Everybody does it. People think, oh, that's just too much. My church can't do this. They totally can. Yeah. Yeah. They just got to make it simple for them. Tell them you got a prayer guide for them. Here's how you pray. You can even put worship music on for an hour and take the hour because God inhabits the praise of His people. Yeah. Yeah. Tell them to go on a prayer walk. I mean, I don't care what it is. Just get them signed up. Get them committed. And the atmosphere will shift in your city. It's all about the abiding presence of the Lord. And when He comes, everything changes.
2: Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Mm. Well, while we're on that, we're just going to start. Um, we have a sign-up sheet here. And this is um, for uh, if you want to, to be in that prayer coordinator role, um, you also need to uh, sign in blood. Uh, no, this is this is just a this is just an initial contact list. You may you may be here and think, okay, I can't do that at my church, but um, I want to at least get my church, you know, signed up here. So we're just going to start passing this around over here. Um, and um, we'll, we'll just keep on going with some more question and answer. So, who has who has more? Anyone else have questions? For Jason? Yeah, question. Yeah, I was thinking, Jason, uh, you've got the community uh, together in that way, and I know uh, that there are Christian radio stations and mm-hmm. TV stations. Okay. Um, do they play any role, or do
1: you envision them playing any role? Because mm-hmm. I'm involved with the, with the Radio Group, and yeah,
0: yeah. they're on our Media Sphere team, mm-hmm. our um, And so, first, we're praying for them consistently. Mm-hmm. So just think of this: you have 30 people. I mean, 30 churches, 24/7 prayer, praying, pointing the prayer right towards your radio station. Mm-hmm. Just that alone is huge. Um, then they're developing community with other people in the arts and entertainment industry because they have a same sphere, right? They've got common allies and they've got common enemies and they can support one another and pray for each other. So that sphere team is powerful. Um, In Houston, uh, the prayer coordinator for uh, KSBJ, which is the largest radio station in the country, um, over a million and a half listeners, Mm -hmm. uh, the prayer leader for that radio station is actually the coordinator of One Church Initiative in Houston. And so because they have so much influence, um, National Day of Prayer, Global Day of Prayer, all the different prayer initiatives that are going on. Uh, they put the strategy on the radio. So, yeah, they have so much influence, I think. Uh, so, yeah, yes and amen. That's the Holy Spirit. But I i could—I think that'd be integral. Um, yeah. Uh, we're doing that worship thing right now where our uh, we have 12 uh, worship pastors and their teams that are writing a song. Uh, their expression different denominations a couple different races I got the Hispanic church in there uh, and one it's going to close on a big choir and the radio station is not going to play all these songs and we're going to culminate it with a big kind of CD release and it's kind of going to be the the one voice it's the sound of Whatcom County come on there you go that's it our non-profits by the way Christian non-profits are gathered together in unity now once a month as well praying for each other Um, our worship pastors meet together once a quarter uh, We have a United Men's Ministry, so the unity is just going all throughout now. It's it's amazing, Um, and we'll see if it stays sustainable. It might not; it could fall apart tomorrow. Um, And we've got to love each other. And you know, it's going to be costly. Yeah. So we'll see. Pray for us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's an to prayer going on um, in the
1: North Shore, Boston kind of connection of ten days. Um, Johnson came from Gordon Conwell uh, North Shore area, and um, that's where a lot of the ten days started really birthing. And what we're starting to see is entrepreneurial connections going on, yep. and um, the word dreamstorming is just kind of coming together. Dreamstorming God's dreams cool. and uh, the network of helping people um, financially, dream wise, and, and it's just it's, it's just starting. Mm,
2: Thank you. I think that's because of 10 days. This is the yes. church is coming together and the relationships building. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On that front, we're also going to, we have another sign-up sheet here, and I, pro- I promise this is the last one. <laughs> um, for today. For today, right. For this, one, <laughs> <laughs> this one is if you want to, if you, you know, Jason shared about those seven mountain groups. If that was something that grabbed you if you could sign up here and it says where are you from, you could put that, but also put which of those mountains you feel kind of interested in. Um, we're still trying to figure out exactly what this would look like uh, in New England, so um, I feel like we definitely need to do the prayer. The seven mm-hmm. mountain groups may make sense at a more local level, but anyway, we're just we're going to put that out too. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So 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 our hospital, get great testimony our hospital. <laughs> so,
0: our healthcare leader. Got prayer happening. They were prayer walking in the halls, uh, you know, praying for supernatural healing with the doctors and nurses, and, uh, and uh, about three thousand attendees <coughs> there. Oh, I can't remember how many rooms,
1: but.